On this week's episode of In the Paint, we cover a variety of topics, all NBA free agency. We talk about all the signings, what it means for the team, what it means for the money aspect of that, and then we break down four teams that we think had great moves or puzzling moves, but they made a decent amount of moves, and we felt that we should separate those and talk about them in regards to the other moves. So check that out. We have two parts. First part, all the NBA signings, and then second part, the four teams that we talk about in depth. Thanks for listening to another episode of In the Paint. Lately you've been searching for the only one who knows what you're fighting for. I got what you want. I got what you need. I got what you need. All right, welcome back to another episode of In the Paint. I am joined every time we record with my buddy, my hooping pal, my co-host, Joe. Joe, what's going on, man? Hey, we had a uh, we had a great weekend with some uh, just a few free agent signings and trades, and just just a couple <laughs> things happening. Some people getting stupid money, man, and, uh, and then some teams getting steals. Yeah, I think you know this. First of all. That's correct. <laughs> like a whole lot of stuff went down. And I think the best way to describe it was, like you said, dumb money and then steals. The, usually yeah. it's like one or the other. I mean, not, not one or the other. Usually usually it's just dumb money. Like there, these teams throw money around like it's like burn money, essentially. I was not expecting that. This year, going into the pandemic with the salary cap remaining uh, steady, um, I thought we'd see teams be a lot more conservative, but that was not the case at all. And, uh, and we'll get in, we'll get into this too. But like um, the big man, man, a lot of these big guys just came out with money. I don't know if they just saw like AD and Jokic and be like, oh, we need one to get to the you know NBA Finals or the you know Conference Finals. Well, you do, but uh, you need one as good as they are. <laughs> yeah, I wonder. I wonder if all that we saw, like you said, with the big man, I wonder a lot of it. I mean, I'm not saying it's necessarily wrong, but a lot of it could be recency bias in terms of, oh, well, we saw what happened in the Western Conference second round, you know, to get to the finals, what the finals were essentially came down to having a big man that was better than, you know, than the other team's big man and uh, among some other things. But like, I wonder if the money they were getting or even just just the fact that they were such a hot commodity during this free agency so far is like a little bit of recency bias, but I, it might not be. I mean, it could be that it's here to stay and we've, we've flipped again. You know, it could be. I mean, I've always been of the mindset that unless you have a LeBron James or a, you know, Michael Jordan, you have to have a center that can protect the rim and get easy buckets, um, you know, throughout the history of the NBA. And that has changed over the last 10 years. I mean, I mean, you know, Kobe had to have Shaq and then he had to have Gasol, you know. But after that, I think the Warriors kind of, you know, changed that quite a bit and uh, winning their championships. And uh, and Kawhi did as well with San Antonio. But they still have Duncan. So, I mean, you know, they still have value. They're just – it's just different now, you know. The back to the game, the back to the back, post up on the block, you know, feed it into your big man 25 games. I mean, that those, those days are long over. But – you know, the demise of the big man is not uh, is not really a thing. It's just kind of evolved, I guess. No, I mean, for sure. Let's uh, that was the, that was a big theme, right? Was just the big man getting money, um, which I thought was was, I mean, refreshing to an extent, but just also interesting. But real quick, I'm going to. So last episode that we had, um, 
was a lot of just offseason stuff. We talked about the draft, and then we really, we really do- just dove into um, some opt in, opt outs, and then we talked about some rumors and some trades that had happened. But I don't even know if we even I, that was on last Friday. We didn't even mention that the, that the free agent. I think we both forgot, or just like there was so much other stuff that free agency started that night at six p.m. So, yeah. I don't even think I remembered until I saw a notification on my phone that like guys were signing places. And I was like, Oh shit. Like this, this is tonight as well. And it just um, kept going and it didn't stop. I mean, it, 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 there's stuff even happened this morning. So it's like, you know, yeah. recording this on a Monday, uh, we felt like we had to just jump on this, this podcast because so much had happened. It was like, well, you know, if we wait until after Thanksgiving or whatever, there's gonna be, there's another news cycle, you know, like it's, yeah. it's crazy. So we just figured, you know, we got to hop on and just talk about some, some free agency. And so I guess if you, ha- I mean, we're going to, my, my goal and our goal is um, to talk about as many signings as we can, but I mentioned like, we have a bunch of signings that are important, but then I think we have a bunch of teams that did a lot of things that whether good or bad, we're going to discuss, but like, I feel like there's four, four, to, like four or five teams four that I'm, we're going to specifically focus on, but four teams that like did a whole lot and then a bunch of notable signings outside of those four. So yes. yeah. we're going to start off with like the notable signings and there's a lot. Um, and then we'll talk in depth about the four, you know, that we think were good and bad um, or just puzzling, you know, or interesting. So um, I think the, you know, I, I tried I tried to capture these as best in chronological order. I, I it might not be, but like I just kind of followed the Twitter like timeline yeah. and just saw these things go off. So if for me, I think the first thing that we both talked about, we both saw was the the like Myers Leonard and Goran Dragic staying in Miami. If I remember correctly, that was the first one I saw. Yeah, that's right. And uh, you know, Dragic, Dragic makes sense. He's like indebted to that culture. He's there. Um, you know. He's he's going to be a key cog for them for a couple of years, but man, I mean, he's thirty four, thirty five, and now NBA players they seem to be playing a little bit longer. Um, you can think, you know, LeBron and technology and things like that. So yeah. you know, but uh, you know, I mean, thirty four, almost thirty five million for Dragic for two years. What do you think of that? This this is like a legacy contract, right? I mean which the NBA sometimes gets in the habit of doing um, is offering these legacy contracts, which I'm not saying is necessarily a bad thing because of, um, I mean, um, Udonis Haslam got a one year deal again. Like that guy hasn't played basketball at a high level for like two years, three years. So he's getting like 16 games in the last like four years. Exactly. Now Dragic is definitely going to play way more. He's going to play at a much higher level. He's going to actually contribute, but the, the Heat, more than other people, are big on these legacy contracts. The the Lakers have done it a couple times with like J.R. Smith and and some and Dion Waiters. Like that's not necessarily a legacy, but it's a your name contract. Um, sure. And so I think Miami just did this one because I do think that like Dragic is a big big like you said a big part of that culture and that team and history. Um, but like man, thirty five mil for Dragic, who, and I think they're hoping that like Hero and Nunn and Robinson all take steps forward. So maybe he's more of like just a mentor, but also like if they need to have production, he comes in. Yeah, and I think they can afford to do that right now because those guys are rookie contracts. So you know, people like Bam. So I think that's probably why he didn't get a three, four year deal, right? Because yeah. those are the contracts are going to be coming up. And, uh, and they'll have to he'll have to take a cut or they'll have to make decisions then. But, you know, good for him. I mean, you know, he sort of lost a lot of playing time in the middle of the season and then uh, 
come time in Orlando in the bubble, I mean, he just tore it up. He was their leading scorer. We forget. I, I know he's there's 34, but he was their leading scorer in those playoffs. Yes, for sure. No, I mean, what he did again, coming from being the sixth or seventh man off the, you know, sorry, the sixth or seventh man, first guy off the bench to being the starter and being the leading scorer in the bubble. Like, I mean, they, they really needed that with Kendrick yeah. not having COVID. And like, I don't know if he was in the doghouse with Spolstra, but something happened where he wasn't playing much at all until the second round. So they needed it. And he, and he yeah. provided it until he got hurt. And even then he was him and bam would have been interesting against the Lakers. I still think the Lakers would have won, but he was, he was key for bam Sure. And how he operated. So I'm bummed that we didn't get to see that a lot, but that's, I'm glad that that he's back to be able to kind of hopefully produce like that again. Yeah. And then the Myers, 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 yeah. Myers letter getting to uh, two years, 20 million, $10 a year. I mean, he's a specialist. He's not going to play every, I mean, he proved that Correct. in the playoffs. Like no, hundred percent in, in a seven game series. Some, some of these guys are unplayable in some series. You know what I mean? We saw it with Dwight Howard and JaVel McGee. It's all with Myers Leonard. So to give him 20 mil, I don't, I don't know. Yeah. I just think that what we're seeing with these contracts is like 10 million a year is almost a discount. Like with some of yeah. these other guys, it's like, well, and I think that's what we're going to talk about. Oh yeah. No, Holy moly. But the, I, I, I haven't done enough with like the cap with Miami, but I still think they have the cap room that next summer, they yeah. can sign a max player. So like they've done all these things and yet still have a max player spot because of the, the, the manipulating of the contracts that they're doing. So like kudos to Pat Riley and, and these guys, cause they've got the guys that they want that fit their culture and they can still get a max guy, you know, next summer. So yeah, um, kudos to them. Okay, Joe, you alluded to it. This next one. Oh boy. Uh, <laughs> Jordan Clarkson getting the bag, man. Three years, 52 million. Like respect the why? hustle, man. <laughs> why? I don't understand why. In Utah, of all places, like I can understand a really bad team taking on that. Just you know, oh, we got to score. You know, somebody can get us 18, 20 points a game. Great. He's kind of exciting. You know, comes off the bench, but that contract for that team that didn't make a whole lot of sense to me. So I read. Yeah, first off, like is he? He's a clutch guy, right? No, 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 what? no, no. I mean, sorry. He's a clutch, like oh. a clutch sports guy. Yes, like he's a, he yeah. so that's why he gets so much money. I mean, Rich Paul yeah. is just a wizard with these things. He's um, doing great. Yeah. So, but anyway, sorry, he's not a clutch guy in terms of no. playing basketball, but he's a clutch sport. A, I think he's part of clutch sports. <laughs> um, so that explains the number already, but um, no, I'll just make this brief. They, uh, the article I read was that Utah, what loved his elite scoring off the bench. I think he averaged like 19 points a game off the bench. He did. Uh, so they thought that like they needed they needed that all year. They didn't have it and they wanted it back. And so like whether you know the money doesn't always fit the guy, but because of clutch sports, like they just they just get guys money all the time. But if you're gonna pay if you're gonna pay anybody that much on a bench, it's gonna be a guy that can can be a proven points per game guy, and he is. Especially for a team that struggles to score outside of Donovan Mitchell. Now that Correct. I think about it, you know. So. Uh, you know, I mean, good for him. Is yeah. good fit. He wasn't getting that anywhere else. I'll tell you what. That's the thing. That. Yeah. I mean, if you can't get it anywhere else, and you like the team that you're in, and they value you that much, like, man, take the money. I mean, right. He's exactly. not going to turn that down. You know. No. 
So, uh, and then the next one's great. Uh, the, the, also a teammate now, if that f- former jazz player, now back to the jazz, Derek Favors, who you're really high on. Dude, I think Derek Favors is a very good defender and a very good rebounder. And uh, it has a piece on, I mean, I'd want him on my team. I'm not saying he's starter level or, you know, he's not a superstar or whatever, just extremely solid, I feel like. I, that fit questions. I have questions about that, though. Him next to Rudy Gobert playing new, two bigs, no shooters like that. Um, yeah. I wonder if he did himself a disservice going back there. Um. Yeah, I, I'm interested in the fit, too. But, again, like, for 10 mil, 10 mil a year, I mean, if you're Utah, again, like, 10 million apparently seems like nothing. So if it works out great, you got him for a steal. If it doesn't like you, he's, he's only there for, you know, I think the third year may even be an option. So you have him for two years at 10 million a year. And it's like, okay, if if this doesn't work in two years, we can either trade him because the contract's not horrible or we just kind of let it go after two years, you know? Um, yeah. And maybe he, again, maybe he signs that third year and like, okay, maybe, but you know, maybe Rudy Gobert's not there. There's another chance that he's not there. Uh, you know, they may trade him too. So I'm not saying that this alludes to that, but he may not be there, you know, by the end of the year. So right. we both laughed at this next one, um, mostly because this is what Minnesota does and it's laughable, but talk about this one. Malik Beasley. Okay. I just want to, I'm, I'm going to look up his numbers here real quick. Okay. Bring the numbers up because I read what? something that to me was shocking. Okay. With the numbers. What was, uh, let me see. What was his contract? Tell me his contract while I'm looking this up. Four for 60 mil. Four years. 15 e- for 60 so 15 million years. Okay. Yeah, 15, 15 a year. year. Okay. I want you to look his, up two things. Look up his up numbers. My, okay. Look up his numbers before Minnesota and then Minnesota. Okay. So his his numbers last in, in Denver, the first half of last year in Denver. 18 minutes a game. <laughs> 39 under 39% from the field. Correct. Okay. Less than two rebounds and assist and 7.9 points. Okay. So first of all, let's start, let's stop there. The guy, the guy averaged <laughs> less than eight points a game on less than 30, 40% shooting and just got 15 mil a year. Now read what happens in Minnesota. And this is what Minnesota does. This is what exactly what Minnesota does. So he plays 14 games in Minnesota. He comes in, gets the green light on a really bad team, on a Correct. really shitty team. And this is why his numbers, and he averages in those 14 games, 20 points and five rebounds on 47% shooting. Which you look so, at those and you're like, oh, great. But it's 14 games. And the guy's like, been in the league for four years. And here we go again. It's the empty stats thing with, with um, Minnesota. But also, uh, like again, you you your one point. He had he had the green light. Nobody's good on that team. Just shoot as much as you want. Take as much as you want. Now, here's what I will say. I know it was 14 games. His percentages have gone up. His three point percentage is up. His free throw percentage is up. Everything is up. He but he also took almost 10 more shots a game. He took almost 10 more shots a game. And when you're playing in Minnesota. Okay, I'm just saying mm-hmm. when people go to Minnesota, like other teams, right? Are they getting yeah. are is, is Minnesota getting their a effort? Are they happy with Malik Beasley, <laughs> Malik Beasley scoring 20 points? You know what I mean? Like 
that's that's how I see that. Is like they're not. This is not. These are empty to me. Like those fourteen yep. games. It's just. It's crazy. And a couple. Sorry, I misspoke. His free throw percentage has dropped, but again, the like. the attempts are basically the same. So he dropped a little bit in free throw percentage. The number that's scary is his defensive rating is 115. Like he's a terrible Uh defender. He's a terrible defender. His worst defending off or defensive rating in years. And, um, I mean, 20 points a game, but yeah, but he can score 20 a game. So give him the bag. I man, just shocking. I read it and I guess maybe they just like, well, he was, the fans loved him and they, you know, so let's sign him and whatever. But I like, man, this is what Minnesota does. It's, it's yes. classic Minnesota. Horrid. Um, the, I, the next one we're going to talk about, I, I don't want to say, this was I, kind of funny. This was hysterical, right? Tell, I mean, tell the story. So Dwight Howard <laughs> comes out and says, you know, he's coming back for the Lakers, uh, has a tweet and everything says yep. out. Within a half hour, has to go back out, and then we hear that he's actually signed with the 76ers. So here's what I think happened. I think that he, his agent and Plinka had a talk. They started talking about, and they kind of maybe, you know, had an agreement whatsoever. And then uh, they find out they're getting Matros Harrell, and they get to different directions, and they're like, uh, Dwight, just kidding. Like, we're not going to do this right now. So I read, so what I read is actually not far off from what you just surmised or, uh, you know, what you just thought happened, but apparently he went, the agent was talking with Rob. They had agreed on a number. They had verbally agreed on a number. Rob then came back and said, actually, we're going to, we have other things like we're working on. We're going to try to revise this number. We're going to try to get to as close as you want. Let me give you a phone call back. Apparently like an hour went by and he never called back and yeah. was basically ghosting them because he didn't, because he had other things in the works that were more, more important. Right. He ghosted them. And then he then knew that they were, they were ghosting him. So he went and got a phone call from, or they talked to Daryl Morey and then they signed him. And yeah. so that's why the tweet went away because there was a verbal agreement that he was coming back, but it was never in, in, in you know, in writing or exactly. anything. So that, like you just said, essentially other things were in the works and it didn't, they weren't going to pay Dwight the the 3.6 or whatever he wanted when they he had all these other that, things in the works. Yeah. I think he got less than that from the Sixers too, didn't he? Yeah. It might've been 2.6 or something like that. Yeah, I saw, I, I thought it was, it was something like that. I think it was smaller. Yeah. But that was interesting. Yeah. That was the the quick case of, and we'll talk about another one that was like Twitter actually helping the person, but, but this was a case yeah. of like, man, you put it on Twitter and then you quickly had to delete it because I, it wasn't actually done. Right. I mean, even Shams, tweeted that he was coming back and he had to delete his tweet because Dwight yeah. Howard just deleted his tweet. So right. craziness. This next one, good for the dude, man. Good for this guy. Yeah, um, man. From, from actually from Ohio. That's right. Um, Trey Burke staying in Dallas on a, on a pretty nice deal. Yeah. Three, for, for, three for 10. I mean, you know, he'd like to see a little bit higher, but like he was a guy who was, you know, on his way out of the league a year Correct. or two ago, but, uh, Kid's got some talent. He's not the best athlete in the entire world, but, uh, you know, he can shoot. He can score. You know, had a good career at Michigan. I mean, you know, good for him. Yeah, I mean, I, nothing else to add. Just, like, he fought his way back into the NBA, and he played well in the playoffs when when guys went down, and um, he, he earned all of that, you know, $10 million, um, for sure. 
Okay, now we're going to start getting into some crazy ones here. And I want I want to preface this one that we're about to I want to preface this one that we're about to talk about because we both knew that we had talked about this on prior podcasts. He was going to get a ton of money because of his ability to stretch the floor and shoot. Yes. So we knew this was coming. Um, I just think it's so weird to see the name next to the number that he got um, because after, because yeah after ACL injuries that and just where he's playing like I mean. I, you know, maybe nobody knows about him, but Bertans gets the bag. Five years, 80 mil. I just go, go, talk about it. I, I don't really have anything else to say. I don't know. No, I just don't. I, where is this coming from? Like, was someone else going to steal him for that or close to that? Like, what would be, I mean, if you're a GM, you're looking at that. You're like, Bertans, okay, I need to stretch four, stretch five. You know, doesn't play really decent defense. You know, but he can shoot the lights out. I'm going to give him 80 million. I mean, who's who's out there bidding again? That's my thing. Like, who's out there bidding against Washington for that? That was always my question when I saw some of these numbers, right? Especially for him. It's like, who else was saying they were going to give him more than more than 70 or more than 65? Yeah, or more than I was 64, thinking, right? Yeah. Right. Like, you could even say, I know if what's 580 is, was that hmm, 18 a year or 17 a year like that? Something like that? Yeah. You know, you can say, okay, the four for, you know, the four for 60, that's 15 a year. Okay. That seems more like in the range that I would probably go or the three for the three for whatever, but maybe he wanted the long term, and maybe Washington was the, Washington was probably what Washington was the only one that could give him the five. That's the difference. He he wants the five. I mean, he, he, he wanted the the five Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Lock it up, man. Get it while you can. I so, will say I mean, good for his, him. I don't begrudge these guys at all. It's just oh no no some stupid front office stuff. Yeah, his defensive rating was one sixteen, but his offensive rating's one twenty last year. So he definitely can fill the fill the sheet up offensively. Um, but man, the defense has something to be desired. But again, a lot of these guys, like these guys that are elite shooters, a guy that shot you know almost forty three percent from three. Um, these elite shooters that are that are you know six eight six nine like. I think he's even yeah. bigger than that. He's six ten. He's gonna get paid. They just are. I mean, right. they can stretch. So that's the that's where we're at now. Um. All right, former Cav, second round pick, Joe Harris. Joey, I'm not. I'm not gonna diss this one too much. Okay. Like it's obviously it's a lot, but I mean, you had to go out. You had to get it. You want to surround Durant and Kyrie with shooters. Yep. You know. And uh, I mean, I'm okay with this. Joe Harris, four four years, seventy five million dollars. What do you think? Too much? Um, you know, I just I keep I keep looking at like where what these guys are getting paid everywhere else, and I'm like, oh, I guess it fits the market, you know. Like again, yeah. elite shooter. Um, what shooting again? Almost forty, a little under forty three percent shot. Shot forty eight percent was the best I think he had the best percentage in 2018 2019 almost 50 percent from three so I mean dude can just dude just puts it in the hoop from from deep um you know his 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 advanced analytics aren't the greatest in terms of like defensive rating but again when you can when you can shoot at an elite clip you're gonna get paid that's just again that's where we're at so 43 percent four years 75 you know I can't be mad at that and he's going to fit the spacing, you know, with what these exactly. guys can do. So that's right. You brought it up. He fits great there. Yeah. 
Um, Garrett Temple, not a whole lot to talk about. One year, five million to Chicago. I mean, it, it's a it's an experiment. They're just trying to fill it up with guys that can shoot and and make plays. And so we'll see if that works. That's all I got. Does he get any playing time? Um, he'll find his way under the court because Billy Donovan just wants to see what he's got. Um, so yeah, he'll sure. he'll find him mixing ways and rotation, but not a whole lot. This next Christian one, Wood. yeah, this was the one that was that I just alluded to about Twitter actually helping the guys value. Yeah. So he goes on Twitter and says, or some, I think it was him or his agents. They go on Twitter and basically give him the two. I think it was like two for, uh, I forget what it was. It might've been like two for, for, for 20 or two for like 25, something like, something yeah. like that. Like, and everybody just kind of has the same idea. Like, Oh shoot, they just got to steal. Like this dude can play for two years, whatever. And then we find out, Oh wait, Sean sweets. Oh wait, he's not going yet. They're still working JK. out the deal. JK. And then it comes back about an hour later, even maybe even less that he's getting three for 41. And you're like, Oh, nice. <laughs> That's better. Like yeah. he got the extra year. And I think he got about a million more a year. And it's like, Oh, nice. Like that is, that's what you want. Um, so I've started to watch a little more cause I didn't know a whole lot about him, but I'd heard all this like good talk about him. So I wanted to look up some of the stuff and man, like dude has grown, dude has like really developed into a pretty, pretty good basketball player. Um, and I really do agree that Houston definitely got a steal, even with just the money that they got already. No, absolutely. I think so too. I mean, that's, you know, we, we've talked a lot about a lot about bad contracts so far that have gone through, but I think this is a good one. This is a good one for Houston. Um, no matter what happens, I think with uh, Harden and Russ. So. Yeah. Um, 39% from three, not, not elite, but very serviceable. Um, yeah. I mean, He's in his, he's 24 years old. Yep. Again, 6'10, guy that can shoot pretty well, uh, very yep. athletic. Like he's going to get paid. It, it just keeps coming down to, we're going to, the theme's the same pretty much the whole episode. It's going to be can you shoot? Do you have length? Do you fit a good role? If you can stretch the floor, you're going to get paid. It, you have to be able to shoot in today's NBA. And if you yep. can't, I mean, then you're basically just a, a, a specialist. Like, yeah, yeah, you're you really know. good at one, you know, one thing. Right. Yeah. Um, Robin Lopez, nothing here to Man. talk about. Gets the mid-level exemption in Washington. So cool. Good for you. I've dude. seen this guy play. Yeah. For I don't know, 10, 12 years. Never been impressed. Yeah. Uh, he was in Chicago for a while and he played hard, but that was, that was it. <laughs> yeah. He was, he was in Phoenix at the beginning of his career. Yeah. Nothing. All right. One of the Morris, Morris twins here, um, signs a big deal. Um, we're going to talk about the weird dynamic of the two Morris twins and what they signed for in a second, but yeah. um, Clippers signed Marcus Morris. <clears throat> Stay in there. Yeah. 64 million over four years. I mean, I mean, this is the best he's going to do. I don't think anybody's going to offer him, you know, anything close to this. Right. I mean, that's, yeah, what, 13, I don't think so. 13, 14 million a year. Sort of. uh, 15. Sorry. Yeah. A little over 15. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't know what he – I mean, he was – you could say he was an integral part to the Clippers, but they failed. So, like, I mean, I don't I don't know where they're going. I don't know what they're doing. What, what is their ceiling right now even, you know? I mean, so this one, it makes a lot of sense for Marcus Morris, I think. But yeah, I don't oh, know yeah. if it makes a whole lot of sense for, you know, the Clippers except to kind of hold water, right, or tread water. Yeah, they, I think that they, they love the like kind of fake tough guys. Um, 
And <laughs> like he is that he fits that fake tough culture. And so I don't, I just wonder if they, they, they might've called around for other guys and they just don't have the clout that like the Lakers or the other teams that are up and coming do. I also think that there, there, there are stories coming around that like that locker room was severely severed and oh yeah, maybe, maybe guys just don't want to be a part of that. I, you know, I don't know. Or maybe guys I mean, just don't trust Paul George. Like the dude hasn't shown up. I don't know. I think it's that. I think, it, you know, I mean, Kawhi Leonard for as great of a basketball player is, and he's, he's a quiet dude. He doesn't talk a lot of shit. He doesn't get in trouble and stuff like that, but like he kind of keeps him to himself. Like, I don't yeah. know how much of a, you know, leadership role, you know, he wants to take at it, you know? And, uh, I mean, you saw Montrez leave. We'll talk about that a little bit later, but like he, he pieced out of there. So, yeah. you know, but yeah, I think they did what they like felt they had to do. And again, Marcus wasn't probably getting that money anywhere else. So like, I guess it fit, if, if that's the plan, then it fits both of them. You know what? That might've been the only, like you said, I mean, they, they didn't make a splash anywhere else or do anything. I mean, they lost. Yeah. Other than I think surge, to... but like, you know, yeah, fine. Um, we're going to start just rolling through these because there's not a whole lot to say about some of the rest of these. We kind of talked about the biggest names that were notable. Um, James Ennis stays in Orlando. Um, Justin holiday. He's going to stay with the Pacers, which I'm actually like, I'm, I'm a fan of the holiday guys, like the holiday brothers. I think that a lot of them are, are very serviceable basketball players. So like, again, Justin holiday was with the bulls for a little bit, I believe. Um, and he, he was fine. He was serviceable. So yeah. you know, three years for $6 million a year, I don't think is, is bad at all. Um, Pat Connaughton staying in Milwaukee, you know, again, re-signing a guy that they think has promise. Jakob uh, Pertl staying in um, San Antonio, three for 27. If San Antonio re-signs a guy for that kind of money, you just trust that they believe that he has some promise. Absolutely. Yeah. So I trust it. You know, I don't ever – it's so funny. The Spurs are like the model of I just trust yeah. it. Like if You just like – <laughs> whatever they do i trust it is, does it like it doesn't matter what it is like you're just at the point where like they could say the most ridiculous thing and you're just like yeah uh, like yeah pop he must know what he's doing okay like the one that i still scratch my head on is demar Derozan doesn't fit that squad at all um but it's like oh well but they also have lamarcus aldridge who is the slowest most <laughs> methodical big man in the league so it's like oh well i guess if you get the the most methodical two-point precision guy in the league it makes sense too so Great. like i don't know Again, yeah. I hate that they're on that team, but like it's it's the Spurs, so I trust them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, former Clipper Jamichael Green, he is now leaving and going to Denver um, for you know eight point whatever or seven point five a year. Um, that Clipper, that Clipper depth never really panned out. Did it? I mean, we're finding out these guys are getting less than ten million a year other places. So like, yeah. uh, <laughs> like how good was right. your depth really? Um, exactly. Denzel Valentine, who is with the, with the Bulls right now, he signed a qualifying offer for 4.7 mil. Again, fine. He he was the guy that I actually was excited about a couple years ago, but he's been hurt. And he played with Hoiberg, who didn't know how to use him. And he played with Jim Boylan, who definitely didn't know how to use him. Um, hopefully, Billy Donovan, again, he just wants to see what he's got. Uh, Michael Carter-Williams staying in Orlando. Mo Harkless going to Miami. Um, DeAnthony Melton staying in Memphis. Bobby Portis and DJ Augustine both going to Milwaukee. Milwaukee doing some things, but it's like uh, just I think it's just like still not addressing the bigger the biggest issue here. Correct. You're the one okay, Drew Holiday, congrats. Good job. You did the That's right great. thing there. Yeah, absolutely. 
I had a buddy, I'm going to read what he said. He had a buddy that texted me that said he, he, he brought up a conspiracy theory, which we all love. We all love conspiracy theories, oh, yeah. right? Um, basically alluding to, um, hold on. Where does it say? Consp- okay. Uh, conspiracy theory. Bucks actually never planned on getting Bogdanovich. They still aren't willing to pay the money for him, but they wanted to make it seem like they were willing to woo Giannis. Ooh. Ooh. And then I just tweeted, isn't that dumb? Or I texted him, isn't that dumb? It's really <laughs> dumb. Like, but I, I can't. Which we, okay, remember, we talked about this the last episode, right? I, I brought up the, the fact, and you you quickly were like, well, what if they have talked about this behind closed doors? But it was never reported. But I brought up the topic of why the hell are we just like trying to move all these draft pieces to convince these big names to stay instead of just being right. like, hey, Giannis, bruh, you staying or not? Because if you are, or like, are you actually considering really staying? Because if you are, then like, let's not give away our entire future. Let's work through this. Or is it like Giannis, you staying? He's like, nah, probably not. And it's like, well, what if we did this? And then we do all these things. Like, I, I don't understand either side. Like neither side has a great ending. Like it's, it's all speculation, but like that conspiracy theory is more like, Oh, Hey, Giannis, this is what we're trying to do, but they weren't actually trying to do it. They just wanted to, to media bomb him into thinking they were. Not getting him Bogdanovich, I think is, is huge. Actually, that would have been a massive win for them. I feel like, Oh, a hundred percent. So I don't feel like they went and they didn't go out. Of, they didn't go out and, get anybody else you know what i mean like they spent all this money for drew which is great um but uh like you know i think they still move away man yeah i i I do think that like even just with drew alone it still puts them at the table like you know but but you could have been firmly the the favorite in the east with with bogey for sure yeah okay van vliet this one we both love we both love fred van vliet and he is staying in the six for four years, 85 mil. Largest contract ever for an undrafted free agent. Way to go, Van Fleet. I'm glad you're still in Toronto. So yes. happy about that. Wish, wish Ibaka and Gasol would have stayed with you, honestly. Although I don't know how much you know Gasol has left. But yeah. anyways, awesome. Well-deserved. Really, really happy to see it. Favorite thing is in 2016, he, t- he tweeted, bet on yourself. And it was more just about like staying in Toronto two years ago. That's right. Like, hey, you know, like, I think, cause I think he took like either a one and one or a two year deal to- and bet on himself. And boy, did it pay off. I mean, my and goodness. So congrats. Yeah. Love me some Van Fleet. All right, Joe. <laughs> Talk about this next one. <laughs> okay. <laughs> now, I just, okay. We just said Van Fleet, four millions for 85 or four years, 85 million. Awesome. Basically awesome. 21, you know, 21 a year. Great for him. Yeah. Good. Okay. <laughs> so what would you think if Van Fleet gets that, right? What would you think Gordon Hayward, who was a French top 10 player before he got hurt, right? I mean, in Utah, would you say he was right around top 10? Uh, yeah. I mean, yeah, 15. <laughs> Somewhere maybe, 10 yeah, to 15. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. So, but since then, he's had troubles with fit, some inconsistency, getting some confidence back or whatever. But somehow, uh, Michael Jeffrey Jordan thinks he's worth four years, $120 million. $30 million man. 
30 million dollars a year that's i mean you're getting closer to max money on that on gordon hayward 100 percent. he turned down 34.7 in boston so he actually got less than he was going to get in boston now boston was not going to offer him right he wanted the guaranteed money for sure which it all i believe it's all fully guaranteed yeah every all four years is guaranteed so like i and i'm not knocking hayward Dude, no. again, these players, if you get an offer for four guaranteed years of $30 million a year after having the injury history, you absolutely take it. take it. Take it. I'm not mad. I'm just like, bruh, <laughs> Charlotte, what are you doing? I, it's, I, I don't know. I mean, you know, we, we both know that small market teams have a tendency to overpay for guys. Of course. This isn't that, though. I mean, this is – he. Was he even going to get $20 million a year anywhere else? Was he Probably going to get New four York. years anywhere else? I knew New York was going to offer a lot, but I don't know if they were going to do 30. They clearly weren't going to do 30 a year because they didn't offer it to yeah. him. So, like, I just don't think anybody else was doing 30, and I don't even know if anybody else was doing 20. I, I really don't. Um, I don't but I knew I New York – like, New York was definitely pursuing him, but I just didn't see 30 a year from anybody, man. No. Best of luck for Gordon Hayward. I hope you get Seriously. everything back. I hope you become a – you know, 25, five and five guy again. And, you know, that'd be awesome. But, uh, you know, and good for you for getting the bag, but Charlotte, man, what are you doing? Uh, just puzzling. I, we both were just like, what the hell, what are you yeah. doing? Um, okay. That there are some other ones that were interesting that are obviously parts of the, the team portion we're going to go over. But, um, in terms of the in- individuals, we got Jay Crowder headed to Phoenix three for 30. Um, shocked a little bit that he didn't stay with Miami because he just fits that team so well. Um, but he's going to I Phoenix, which shout out Phoenix. They're just, just loading up. They are. Um, you know, I don't think they, I think that's about right for him. And I yeah. don't think Miami was going to pay him that much, to be honest with you. I think. Oh, they really? You don't think set. so? Yeah. So I thought it was a possibility. He went, otherwise he would stay there. Yeah, you're right. I agree. Um, they also just today re-signed Dario Saric for three for 27, a key part to that team too. Um, again, that was more of like a, Hey, we want to be loyal to you. Cause we think you're important here. 9 million a year for three years. Again, it's 9 million. It's less than 10. So you can say, Oh, well, that's not much. You know, that's nothing. Right. Um, so you got to roll with that. Um, this is, this was good. This next one we're going to talk about good for this dude. Um, Avery Bradley headed to, to South beach. Yeah. I mean, he was, uh, during the regular season, he played really, really well for the Lakers. Um, you and I were both, uh, talked kind of about the, the hit they would take uh, without him in the playoffs. And, uh, you know, and it was, it was a hit. Uh, they're still able to win a title without him, but, uh, you know, he's a guy who works hard, really, really good defender. And he's, uh, you know, he can hit open shots too. So I think he fits that culture in Miami pretty well. Um, it'll be interesting to see what he gets though. Um, because the heat still have or minutes wise is the heat still have basically their backward. You got Dragic, None, Hero, Robinson. So right, right away, he's like your fifth guard. Yeah, he's gonna like play that weird. They they may like knock Hero to like the three ish spot, and put yeah. Bradley on like the the one two in the back, like in the rotation for the bench because he'll guard. He wants to guard up and down the floor like the point guard all the way full court. So they'll find a way to make it work. But yeah, it, it's a logjam of guards for sure. I mean, it's it's just backed up there. 
but well, there's one thing you found in this NBA, like you can't have enough guards. You really can't like just because you want to be versatile and defending and you can just swap them out if it's not working out. So I don't mind having guards galore. The big guy log jam that bothers me, but the guard and I'm a guard. It's so like that, you know, I'll always say that that's probably okay. But the big man log jam, which we're going to talk about in some teams that puzzles me. Um, it's crazy. So anyway, uh, Jeff green, uncle Jeff, um, Headed to Brooklyn, vet men. Paul Millsap staying in uh, Denver for one more year. Yeah, one million, ten years. This was just okay. Basically, you know, we know you're slipping a little bit, but you know, we want you back. Yeah. I mean, you know, he he really took a step backwards. I think this playoffs, but you know, it could be. You know, I mean, the, the bubble was different, so they just want to see what That's he got for one more year. I think, and uh, you know, he's a guy in his mid thirties too. Yeah, that's true. Um, Jeff Teague, another guy that's a little older who may have run his course in the NBA. Um, he's bounced around a lot recently, but he just got a one-year deal for Boston, probably the vet minimum. I don't know what the number is, but, um, you know, again, Boston just trying to add guys that probably are past their prime, um, to maybe catch a splash, but, um, that doesn't really mean much to me. I mean, one-year deal in Boston basically is like, Hey, you have a, this is a tryout essentially. Pretty much. Um, Serge, he is headed to Los Angeles, the Clippers for two for 19. Now let's talk about a steal. Yes. Like talk about a steal and you have to figure that he just wanted out of Toronto because there's no way Toronto didn't match that. Right. Oh, I, I, it wouldn't even shock me if they gave him more than that. Yeah. Yeah. He, he must like you said, must've just wanted out. He might have just thought like the time had run his course because there's no way that they that they wouldn't give him that. I just I don't see how that would be possible if they did that stupid. If they just said, let him walk, I mean, <laughs> yeah, no, I agree. Especially um, losing Gasol too. I don't, you know. No, yeah, you're right, uh, and I don't know. I don't remember which one happened. I think this happened before the Gasol thing, but they both probably were like they both knew that they probably weren't coming back. Um, so that yeah, it, it maybe they just both wanted out. They were like, ah, we've we've had our window. Here it is. I wonder how that's gonna fit Serge and the Clippers with George and Leonard. Serge yeah. is a pretty serious guy. He's won a title. He yeah, you know. He better be like, hey, I'm not taking like I'm not this whole thing that we've like won shit and like that we're you know that we're on top of the world. Like I've actually won shit. Right. This dude Kawhi's one shit. We can talk, but like all you other guys that haven't won a thing, let's like work. B- work, buckle up and let's work. Yeah. Um, which I love. Uh, Bryn Forbes to Milwaukee, another Milwaukee deal. Um, Tory Craig to Milwaukee, one year vets minimum. Um, these next two, we love these guys. Um, Donovan Mitchell and Jason Tatum, both from that rookie class, signed the max. Awesome. Awesome. Congrats guys. Uh, yeah. future of the NBA right here. Two really, really great players. Um, you know, I think Tatum has a chance to be a top five player uh, within the near future and Donald Mitchell might too. I don't know. He's, he's right behind there. So good for them getting the max deals and yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, seriously, just awesome. Tatum um, took a massive leap this year. Yes. Uh, only other person from that draft class or another person from that draft class to not get the, the max yet. Bam. Yeah. He, now he made, I don't know if he's up for the exact same max. He was an he made an all NBA team. Didn't he this year? Oh, I don't know. I'm sure he because, does. Yeah. 
he had to have. So I assume he's about to, he's around to be able to get the same max as them. Yeah. Um, I assume he gets that. You know, it's just a matter of when for 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 him. Love it. Um, all right, let's round out these last three, and then we'll take a break and go to the teams that we want to talk about. Um, Willie Cauley Stein staying in Dallas, two for eight point two mil. Um, Austin Rivers left Houston. Uh, he had a two point seven million option. He turned down. He is now headed to the Knicks. <laughs> uh, I think maybe just wants to be in New York. You know, at that rate. Oh, I mean, he's not that great. Yeah, he's very he's very underwhelming in my opinion. Three for ten yeah. for Austin. And then last, I think I saw either today or the other. I, mean, I think it was today, but um, Aaron Baines replaces Serge um, yeah. and Mark two for fourteen point three mil um, in Toronto. That's right. I mean, Aaron Baines is just a very solid player. Yes. Like uh, you know, I think Celtics probably wish they had him last year. To be honest, I could have used him. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So uh, I mean, he's he's not Marcus Hall or you know Serge Ibaka, but they did it okay. But Look at this. The fact that they gave him two for 14, that tells me absolutely that they had given Serge Ibaka more. And he turned it right? down. Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree. That number right there, if, if that's what you're offering Aaron Baines, then like, man, you you definitely got turned down for more money from, from Serge for sure. Exactly. And they weren't going to, you know, break the bank for him if you don't want to be there because that's not yeah. Toronto's way either. So. When you get the vibes that like two for 20 isn't good enough for you, like, you know, you, you just got to cut yeah. the ties at that point. All right, we're going to take a break real quick, and then uh, we'll be back to talk about some big-name teams making some moves. Um, We are now going to move into just talking about several teams that um, we were excited about or puzzled about in terms of the moves that they made. Um, So if you didn't hear some of the names when we were talking previously, it's because they're going to be mentioned with the teams that we're going to talk about right now. Before we get into that, though, news that just dropped – Minutes ago, DeMarcus Cousins is headed to Houston on probably a one-year deal. Um, it doesn't have any n- news yet, but DeMarcus Cousins headed to Houston. Yeah, I uh, man, I just wish he could get the, get back. I mean, he's had a rough like three years, but like we're forgetting this guy was a twenty-five, twelve, and five assist guy. Like he was, you know, defensively he had some work to do, but he was a premier All NBA big man and uh, was playing the best basketball of his career uh, before it was kind of stolen from him. So uh, with the Achilles, and then it's just been one injury after the other. So so I hope he gets back, um, you know, to even, you know, 75, 80% of what he was. So And right before those injuries had just really started to hone in on being able to shoot from deep too, like really started yes. to work on shooting from deep. He was the total offensive package. So it was a bummer to see him go down. I hope – that because he's been working and because he's been rehabbing and just like not necessarily um, on the court very often in terms of real time game, like he's been able to be healthy and, and recoup. And in Houston, maybe he'll have a, a chance to re, you know revive his career. I mean, him and AD were onto something special before that. Achilles. Yes, like they really were. Hundred percent. You know, he wasn't with them for that playoff run. But you know, if he would have, I'm not saying they would have made you know conference finals or anything like that. But you know, they they could have put some fear into some people. For sure. All right. Let's talk teams. Um, I know we have one of these teams here up here at the top, but I'm actually going to talk about them last just because I think that what they did, like same old, same old in terms of the big picture. Um, Let's talk about the first one though. That was interesting was Detroit. 
Point so first, Mason Plumley. So first move that comes out is like you just said, Mason Plumley. Um, three years for twenty-five million dollars. Pointing Mason. <laughs> Put I your mean, open, Mason. Yeah, like what do you, what are you doing? Uh, was Denver going to offer him that? No, no. Why do you think he's in Detroit? I don't think they were going <laughs> to offer. Like I think they they said, hey, you, we we got a one one year deal for you, eight nine million. I, I bet you that's what they said. And yeah. he was like, pass. So take yeah. the guaranteed money because how much longer is he going to be in the league? Not three years. He's 31. Not if he keeps, not if he keeps making plays like he did in the playoffs. My God. Um, so yeah, no, you're right. I'm shocked by that. Um, the next one though, I like good, good. First of all, good for this dude for getting the money that he did. Um, but I thought that he should have been in Denver still. Like I, yeah, I'm shocked he left. I thought- I thought they were resigning, or I thought they were resigning him. I think they should have resigned him. Yeah. Um, you know, I mean, he gets twenty million a year, three years, sixty million dollars. Maybe that was just too much for you know Denver because no one's going to choose. I mean, he's a, he was in a really good situation there. Yes. I did read that he liked though. The, he he wants to be a star. Yeah, so like, not shocking. No, I mean, so I think he likes that. He feels like he probably has the keys to his keys to the car there, and. uh you know, he's going to have the green light, going to have a bigger role, I think, in Detroit. But then he might not because now he's got Killian Hayes to deal with. Yeah, I mean, so so Jeremy Grant is the guy we're talking about. Best One of the best players of all those brothers that are, you know, or cousins that are in the league right now. You've got a couple. Um, so he's definitely the best out of all of them. But you mentioned, like, having a bigger role. I wonder if, like, that's not necessarily the best thing for Jeremy Grant. Like... I wonder if he was so good at what he did in Denver because he had a very small, not small, but like very defined and like clear cut role there. Like, Hey, hit threes when you're open, defend the heck out of the ball. And like, you'll get paid. Yeah. Now it's like, Oh, be this playmaker, hit more shots than we need, you know, than you did in Denver do this. And it's like, ah, well, crap. I wasn't ready for this. (laughs) Um, like you said, now Killian Hayes to deal with too. So he's, you know, I mean, he was a great three and D guy for them. He was integral to their success. You know, you hate to see him leave, and uh, it's not like Detroit is greener pastures. But uh, you know, so these guys want to play. They they all want to be, you know, the number one guy. So I think that probably had something to do with it. Yeah, he wants to be the man. Yeah. Um, and then this next one, just kind of a guy that's bounced around the league, a journeyman, if you will, um, which makes zero sense next to Mason Plumley. But Jaleel Okafor gets a one year deal. So. I don't know if you know this, but coming out of college, I was super high on Ogafor. I thought As he was, was one of the most skilled big men that I had ever seen at that yes. level. And um, he was, by the way. Yeah, he was. Post player, whatever. And I don't know. I mean, he had, he definitely had some huge flaws defensively that he never addressed. And I think he had some work and some personal issues. But uh, the guy was a huge talent and someone who can go out and get you 20, 25 points a game in a sleep. So yeah. almost, almost kind of like Mike in a different way, but uh, Michael Beasley type, right? Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. So, but uh, who also, you know, by the way, it was deal. just a walking bucket in college. My goodness. Yeah. 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 And could just never get, you know, the rest of the game down, I guess. So, and it, Okafor was a, actually a decent passer too uh, in college. Oh too. yeah. He, yeah. So I'm actually very surprised that he hasn't found a home. Um, you know, hopefully he can get together. This this looks like this one year deal looks like one of a 
a last shot for him right before he has to go overseas. I agree. Um, this so. is kind of like, again, a tryout. Hey, w- like, show me what you got. Um, if you don't have it here, like this may be it. Uh, and then one thing, uh, you know, another one, Josh Jackson, who has definitely had his trouble staying in the league. Yes. Um, he is from Detroit though. So this might be again, a last shot. Like, Hey, we're going to bring you to your hometown. Dwayne Casey's going to try to work with you. And this is it, you know, like, Super you athletic. Have, you, I mean, yeah. Oh God. Yeah. Again, same thing, personal issues, just issues staying engaged on on the court and just all that stuff. So hopefully he can maybe turn it around. But, I, you know, I'd, I'd be lying if I said I would bet on that. Like, I'm, I'd, be, right. I'd probably bet on him being out of the league next year than, you know, staying in it. Um, but hopefully yeah. he can figure something out. All right, I'm going to – this may be a hot take. Maybe it's not. Um, this next team, I think, actually had the best offseason. Um Yep. I'm not saying that they are the favorite to win anything. Um, I'm not saying that they're the best team on this list that we're talking about, but I think they had a sneaky, sneaky, really, really good offseason and maybe the best one. Tell me about it. Okay. Portland. Um, You get Ennis Cancer back who fits Portland like a glove. Like it's just perfect. He's not good at defense, which really, well, now there's a couple guys in Portland that are, but but before that, plays no defense, so perfect. Um, <laughs> offensively, great, perfect. Um, and just works his ass off. So, and a great team guy, which Portland needs. So, like, great for that. That one, it's it's a filler. He's back where he wants to be. No, but he did, he did play really, really well for them. Correct. That's, yeah, so I'm saying, like, yeah. yeah, he played really well next to Nurkic, and it's like, okay, if we can re- if we can recultivate something like that again, that's a win. Sure. Here's here's a couple. Um, oh, I forgot to mention before. I don't know why it's on this list. I must have accidentally typed it here. Um, Tristan Thompson actually signed with Boston. Um, I forgot to mention that in the oh, yeah. before the break. I don't know why I buried it down here. Um, but yeah, it's a bummer for him to leave Cleveland. But um, you know, there was a chance they were going to trade him anyway. Um, which is probably a bummer that like they he left for nothing and they could have maybe got some assets, but but I think they also yeah. knew like it was hard pressed for him to come back if you were gonna if you weren't gonna offer him you know I think it's a good ten fit mil a year I think it's a good fit in Boston too actually Bill Simmons is gonna love him so that's all that matters yeah <laughs> um, sorry I had to throw that in there now Rodney Hood right. going back to Portland we had talked about this that uh, you know in the last episode this was a, this was a chance and it finally was made possible. Um, two years, 21 million. Good for him. 10 a year, basically 10 and a half a year. Good for him. I like Randy hood. I, I love him in Utah. I liked him with Cleveland. I thought he was underutilized when he's in Cleveland with LeBron and, uh, last couple of years, I know he's had some injuries, but, uh, you know, yeah, good for him. And he fits, you know, there you go. Another guy who can, who can get you buckets. Doesn't play any defense. Yeah. Again, no, like fits the, fits the culture perfectly. Right. Um, this one though, Robert Covington, which we already had talked about before he got traded there. He changes that. Cause he definitely can three and D for sure. Like definitely yes. a great defender. So he, but Derek Jones jr. The guy we're about to talk about now, he is a serviceable, if not above average defender and, um, two for 19 million again, less than, less than 10 a year. So like, that's fine. And you know, he, he, he's good. He's a serviceable basketball player. He'll he'll get you he'll fill up the box score, but he'll definitely defend, which you gotta like if you're if you're Portland. Yeah, they got a couple three and D guys there, and yeah. Jones and uh, and Covey. So, um, and then my two favorite, Mello, um, 
Mello staying in in no. Portland on a one year deal. It's probably gonna be a probably gonna be a a vet's minimum, I would assume. Um, but like, good for him. Just good for yeah. him. And then um, this is my favorite one. I, I thought you know, he was going and, to Boston. You thought uh, Harry Giles was? I was. Yeah, I, 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 you could say whatever you want about him. He's had some issues developmental-wise and maybe even injury-wise, but he's talented as hell. And if Portland can get something out of him in one year and develop him, because I have a buddy who's a big Portland fan, and he said they're – and he's right. Their development there is awesome. Well, yeah. Um, right. Look at, as, look at McCollum. Look at – yeah. As evidence of everybody on that team. Um, right. So if they can get something out of a guy who's already supremely talented and just hasn't been able to put it together, then like they, this is another steal. It's just a steal. This whole squad together, there may not be a hole on this roster. I'm serious. Uh, What do you mean? Like there might not be a hole. I, I I look around, I literally go from like one to 10 and I'm like, Uh I don't, I don't see a thing that necessarily is a hole. Now, I'm talking like, yeah, which like, unless you have a seven foot guy like Anthony Davis, you're always going to be at at a hole in rim protection. Sure. So yes, if they could find maybe somebody that's a little bigger, but other than that, that they're, they're studded. I'm sorry. So you think they're a, yeah. You think they're a top four seed? I think if all the things come together, they're going to, they're going to compete for that for sure. Okay. I know they were an eight seed and barely an eight seed and ever, and a darling, but this is Dude, two years this, ago. They went to the Western conference finals. Exactly. So like yeah. we've, we've got the evidence. Let's do it. You know, like, yeah. I don't know if I'd bet on my money for them to be Western conference finals again, but I think it's up there. It's a chance. It's, it's possible. All right, Joe, what, what's Atlanta doing? <laughs> do, they, do they actually have a plan? I don't know. <laughs> like, okay, here's their offseason moves. You ready? Come on now. First, they draft with Kongu, which which we're like, okay, okay. yeah. I mean, I I didn't mind it uh, until you re- remember that they have Clint Capella <laughs> and and Collins. So uh, and uh, um and um, what's the guy's name? Daniil Hunter or the guy from Virginia who they drafted last year, who's also yeah. a big guy. I started to look at their roster and I'm like, you have nothing but big dudes on this team. <laughs> But then anyway, they go go on. And, and they get, uh, uh, get come on now, Gallinari, man. What's the contract, Joe? <laughs> Three years, $61 million, $20 million a year. Hey, Joe, do you know how old Gallinari is? He's, he's over 30. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he is the oldest. And the, the I think, I think, what was, did I send you the tweet? He's yeah. the oldest non-all-pro all-star. all-star selection to ever make 20 million a year. Yes. What? <laughs> like, and uh, I mean, Gallinari, he had a very defined, very good role last year with the Thunder. Like he played, yeah. he played very well. Um, but this is just, I mean, basically he's not going to have the ball in his hands. He's going to shoot, you know, seven or eight times a game, six threes. I mean, I don't see him averaging more than like 12, 15. I mean, you're playing a lot of money for a specialist. It doesn't give you a whole lot besides floor spacing. 
and it, it, I don't know how much he's going to be even be able to do that in that offense. So it's just it's I don't know Atlanta man. Like you're you're a mess. Yeah, I, you've said everything. I don't. I I think it's to be relevant. Like I think it's relevancy. I think they really want to make the playoffs, and so they're thinking, well, if we can get somebody like the, of name relevance. Um, like we'll have a chance. I don't know if they still have it. I don't know. I, the, the East is bad, but like, sorry, the East is not bad. The East bottom is bad. So like, yeah, they're going to be competing with like five or six really bad teams to try to make the eight spot, but, yeah, it's but, like, not gonna get it. but they may not get it. Yeah. And you know, so Chris Dunn, Chris Dunn ends up there. He was in Chicago, but he goes there. He's an elite defender. Like, I mean, elite, um, two for 10 million. So fine. Um, the, the head scratcher to me was the Rondo move. Yeah. Everything I read was that he was going to go there, and I just still don't understand it. I don't know why either. I mean, is he from Atlanta or something? I don't know. Um, he might be. He might be from Atlanta. But the reason I'm the, the I reason don't I don't know. understand it is you can't play him next to Trey. You just can't. No. But like, I just don't know if on the bench with what they've got either, if that's the move to make. But I guess. Again, you're getting a guy for less than ten million a year, and he I was showed. About to say, can, yeah, yeah, it's. I guess it's the the value for the. If you put him on the bench and he mentors Trey, and he ends up, you know, being this great guy to Trey and to the team, like I guess it's worth it. Um, but I don't know where I don't, I don't know, know what man. they're doing. I don't know either. I don't. Yeah. And, and then, then you uh, read the story today. Yeah. You well, know, like getting the offer sheet for uh, Bogdanovich. Apparently they're going to offer they, they you know, they've provided the offer sheet or signed an offer sheet of four for 72. Do you think he gets, do you think they match it? If I'm Sacramento, I absolutely offer it or sorry. I absolutely sign it. I think so. Yeah. Because one, you don't want to let him walk for nothing. And it four for 72. I'm not, is not like horrible for this guy. No, not, not for him. No sign it and then get value back for trading him. If he doesn't want to be there. Right. Don't let him walk for nothing. Yeah. So I would sign yeah, it if I'm, no if I'm Sacramento. Yeah. That's my opinion. Yeah, okay. I think that gets matched. Let's end it with this. Let's end this section with this. Okay. The rich get richer. Rich get richer. Champs stay the champs. They reload. They line up. Um, kings stay gonna, the kings. Uh, while I'm looking for a tweet that that talks about their their current lineup right now, talk about just talk about the moves. Just start going. Yeah. So Lakers. All right. They get rid of Danny Green, yep. who did not play very well. Uh, Rondo's out. Yep. McGee's out. Howard's out. And Matthew, they go and they replace them with West Matthew, Montrez Harrell. They re-sign KCP. They re-sign Markeith Morris. They get Dennis Schroeder, and they sign Mark Gasol. Holy crap, dude. Okay, I know you said you think Portland had the best, like, free agent signings or off-seasons. These guys didn't take it for you? Um, No, because the, the, the team was already the favorites to win the championship again. So I think okay. I like took it from a sense of teams that I think made the biggest jump and now like our Western Got conference it. finals contenders. Um, yeah. If we're just going to go from like top to bottom, what you did like in a vacuum. Yeah. The Lakers looked really good. Um, now here's what I want. I want to throw out a caveat. 
I think there are some analytical numbers that I'm not super fond of with some of the signings. Okay. Um, Montrez Harrell is a liability a lot on defense. Yes. Um, now, how they tend to use him is all is all you know is in the air, and we'll we'll figure it out and we'll see. Um, I think I had a buddy text me that said the Lakers did the Clippers a favor by taking him because they were so bad defensively when he was on the floor that he was virtually becoming not unplayable, but like you couldn't play him the minutes you wanted. And they did them a favor. Now, whether that's true or not analytically, maybe, but I think they wanted to keep him. He just didn't want to stay. I think they wanted to keep him. I think that's probably very true. I mean, defensively, obviously if the analytics say that he's not very good, but I don't think they need I don't think they need that out of him. I don't think Correct. they need him defensively. I think the Lakers' biggest problem was trying to find scoring outside of LeBron and AD. And Correct. this guy, now that second unit, you know, if you put Schroeder on there as well, and, and him, and Morris, and, I mean, they should be able to light it up, I feel like. Yeah, let me read you this. So this was tweeted a few hours ago, and it said, updated look at the Lakers roster. You ready? LeBron James, AD, Dennis Schroeder, Montrez Harrell, KCP, Marcus All, Wesley Matthews, Alex Caruso, Kyle Kuzma, Markeith Morris, um, Horton Tucker, and then Jordan Bell and Alfonso McKinney are the two or three or two yeah. guys they got today or yesterday. So I mean, up top to bottom, you just go, holy hell. I mean That's a giant ass lineup, dude. You said it. That's it right there. Massive. Like, that has has length that has speed that has you know that has defense that has shooting i mean experience it's got veterans all over that squad man um i think my favorite signing time yeah no you're right like it is gonna be it's a jockeying for who's gonna play um the minutes i think my favorite signing um was wesley matthews um and it's not gonna be talked about nearly enough uh because they've got other big names that they signed I just think that he is such a solid basketball player on both ends of the floor. And is he better than Danny green? I don't, I think offensively probably just yeah. because he's younger and pro and can give you more than Danny green gave you defensively. I think they're probably pretty comparable because Danny green is sneaky, good defensively. He just knows where to be. And he just is physical when he needs to be. Um, I just love the signing though, because if you're going to lose Danny green and then have a chance to lose KCP and Rondo or whomever, the, the fact that you replace them with a one year, $3.6 million guy, it's, and it's almost comparable. That's pretty good. I mean, I mean, yeah, they got, they basically got Danny green again for a third of the price and less, less age. I mean, yeah. again, so um, I know everybody's going to talk about Montrez and, and Dennis Schroeder and oh, don't get me wrong. Those are great. But I just yeah. love the Wesley Matthews because it shows that like they needed a three and D guy, but they weren't going to overpay for one. And um, it, I mean, he fits LeBron and AD like that well. too, and that was what KCP did too, you know, and Danny Green. So it's just exactly what they needed. So no, I agree. That's a great signing. I mean, I don't see how anybody even okay. A lot of talk about Marcus All, thirty five, washed up, didn't look so good at times in the playoffs last year, but he can still come in and play 15 minutes. He's still elite defensively from, from an analytics standpoint. Yeah. We saw that like very good defensively. Still. Yeah. So like, um, I mean, healthy, no one's beating this team, right? Like 
we just went through this entire list for an hour and a half of all the free agents, all the moves, and all these people. I, I, I don't know, you know, how this team gets beat. Uh, I agree. I think they're. I think they are the favorites for sure. And I don't. I don't see anybody really competing to like in a seven game series to actually contend with them. I mean, they're um, better than they are last year, at least on paper, right? Yeah, on paper. I want to see it, but yes, on paper, yes. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Um. Shout out, shout out, Javale McGee. He got traded. He signed a deal. We thought, ah, that was nice of the Lakers. Like, good for them. And yeah. the next day, he's shipped off to Cleveland, and that's like just a dumpster fire of a squad. <laughs> so, like, <laughs> I'm sorry, there. man. He plays hard, man. I mean, as long as he does. He does. He like, you know, they've got nothing but love for Biggie. And hey, what now? Four time NBA champ. So, like, that's right. Respect. <laughs> I don't like care yeah. if you're riding coattails or not. Respect, man. Yeah. Um. All right, Joe, any, I mean, anything else uh, Did we cover at all? Did we get it? I think we pretty much got it, man. Uh, that was a lot. Yes, it was. It was. And, uh, you know, we're starting here pretty soon. So yeah, I can't wait, man. What we got yeah. oh, a month, basically yeah, a, a month, month from today before the season starts. And then we got Christmas day basketball, which you got to love, man. You just got to love it. My favorite. All right, let's end it off. Um, toast of the week. What you got? Can I do two? Can I do two? Absolutely. Of course. There's okay. no rules on All this right. podcast. So the first one is to James Franklin. Nathan <laughs> <laughs> Lyons. Toast. O and, <laughs> o and five for the first time in their history, Matt. And you know what the best part is? Is James Franklin has this thing where he just like repeatedly tweets the name of his opponent every single week. So far, he has picked every single opponent correctly because he's winless. So when he says Ohio State, Ohio State, Ohio State, or Iowa, Iowa, Iowa. Also, I mean, talk about someone who just knows how to give up and throw in the towel. Down two scores. You know, fourth down. Three and a half minutes left. Let's go ahead and punt the ball. That happened this week. Yep. By James Franklin. So. How how do you, if you're a Penn <laughs> State know. fan, if you're a Penn State fan, how are you still rooting for this? I don't know, man. And I know it's a, I know it's a strange year and everything's off and, you know, they've, they've had a lot of injuries they have, or people who decided not to play, but like, man, like this is, it's, it's pretty inexcusable for a team that, uh, that recruits as well as they do. Right. Correct. I couldn't agree more. So, and then my real one, my real toast of the week, pick central, Hometown hero here in Central Ohio. Played four great seasons with Ohio State. Always worked his butt off. Played a season over in China. Played last year in Australia. Was an all-league player, top five player in that league. Gets a not just a, a tryout or a one-year deal. Gets a three-year deal. Jay Sean Tate, my man. Love you. Congrats. Be looking forward to when you come over to Cleveland. Play there. I'll drive up, come watch you dominate. So, yeah, seriously, congrats, Jay Sean Tate. That's awesome. Not a, to be honest, not a lot of like current or like in the past recent NBA players have like really shown out in the NBA. Um, so good for him to to get a shot. Um, that's a that's a good toast. Um, my toast of the week is Gordon Hayward. Hey, shouts to a real one, man. Get the bag. 
take the fully guaranteed money, secure your family. And, uh, hopefully you, you make it work in Charlotte. Um, but I'm always about guys getting 40, four years for, for 120 mil, 30 mil a year. Um, especially a guy who's been through the injury trauma that he has take the money, be secure. No problem with it. Charlotte, still not sure what you're doing, but toast of the weeks, Gordon Hayward. All right, Gordon. Get the bag, baby. All right. That's going to do it for another episode of In the Paint. We may be back later this week if there's more information, but if not, have a great Thanksgiving and uh, we'll catch you guys in the next episode. Thanks, guys. You've been searching for the only one who knows what you're fighting for. I got what you want. I got what you need. I got what you need. I got what you need. I got it.